Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. Appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Uh, Robbie, it'd be a little weird if Rupolo, if Rupolo, if Brupolo was in Beauregard. Yes, sir. That would be a little weird. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Ah, uh, Beauregard, Beauregard, Mississippi is very near. Uh, if you'll pass me a cup of that sweet tea, people think we we talk like that down here. It's true. It's true. Uh, well, I say, I think I'll sit on the front porch and catch some of that breeze. What what county do you think uh, Beauregard is in? Hmm. Jones? No, sir. It is in Kapai County. Kapai? It is just north of Wesson, Mississippi. Oh, okay. There you go. Wherever you are in our great state, you can enjoy Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Wherever it is you are, you can just order it. They'll ship it right to you. And don't forget, you're supporting the Bulldog Initiative with every purchase from strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Don't forget this holiday season. Oh, all I want for Christmas is brew. I was trying to figure out what you're doing here. Uh, We're going to make that a thing. We should. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is- <laughs> yeah. I can't hit those high notes like Mariah can, but we're going to make that happen. Ah, College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you're looking for. It's just this simple, guys. The holidays are here. You need got Bulldogs in the family. You need the biggest and best selection of merchandise in Central Mississippi. They've got it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area, Ridgeland by Fleet, Fleet Feet, Flowood by the Half Shell, or you can always just shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant. Wherever you are in our great state, it's just, it's just, what am I, what, what, great state? No, no. If you're in Starkville, I'm losing it here. When you're in Starkville, you need a special occasion, or you're having a special occasion, you need to head to Restaurant Tyler, where the meal itself is the special occasion. Sunday brunch, lunch, and of course, dinner, one of the best spun-up country cooking you'll, you're going to find. It's 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 fancy, but it's homey at the same time. I don't know how they pull it off. They just do. 
If you want a great meal, you head yourself over to the corner of Washington and Maine and enjoy a meal at Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout Central Mississippi. They're here to serve you. Guys, banking locally, it's just as important as shopping locally, eating locally. It's what builds strong communities. So when you bank locally with Priority One Bank, you're a part of that community. If you are a Priority One Bank customer, you already know how great their app is. It's smooth, streamlined. You can do a lot more on there than just move your money around. So check them out today, PriorityOneBank.com, to find a location near you. The Priority One Bank make you their priority. We had a couple of good interviews today. Let's start the coaching search because, you know, obviously we, we all – nobody knows, right, if this tweet is real, that Jamie Chadwell was in was in star. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to come out and say it right here. I don't know. By the time this post is probably going to be debunked. It, it may be debunked. Or something so, like that. I'm looking at his tweets. We'll just get right into it here. That For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Jamie Chadwell tweeted something on uh, – it looks like it was on Monday evening. So it was, no, it was a Monday afternoon, about two o'clock. And a screenshot that may, I, again, I don't know if it's Photoshopped or not, but saying that he was in Starkville. And there are some replies to that tweet that saying, okay, coach, why are you in Starkville, basically? So looking through his tweets, this is not a guy who gets a ton of engagement, right? First off, he doesn't do a whole lot of his own tweets. He just he retweets a lot of stuff from Liberty from other people. That's fine. I don't know that makes sense. You know, when you're a coach, but he doesn't get you know he doesn't have a tweet with like thousand likes and you know six hundred retweets or anything like that. So the fact that this doesn't have a lot of engage people, somebody pointed out, well, it didn't have any replies until the next day. That's that seems like you know something it could happen. It could slip under the uh, the radar. But I don't know. And like you said, by the time the show airs, we might already know. Here's what I'll say. As of while we're recording this. Yes. And this, can we give a behind the curtains? Yes. Okay. We're recording this on Tuesday. Yes. Because there's a lot of things that we have going on this week. We just can't make it happen on Wednesday. I have three remotes this week. Yeah. So Brian's busy. I'm busy. But we are still striving to bring you the best possible po- podcast you can have. Yes. And before any of that came out, I was told on Tuesday morning, Jamie Chadwell is one of three coaches at the top of Zach Selman's list. Mm-hmm. And I know Zach Selman said, don't trust anything you hear or whatever, but I feel very confident that Jamie Chadwell is one of the favorites of Mississippi state. Mm-hmm for this coaching hire. And what I've also learned is Jamie Chadwell is very interested in this job. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, it's kind of strange that he would visit Startville in the middle of the week when they have a game. That's a, that's a little strange to me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's uh if that's real or not, but if it is real, I think you can put a lot of money on Jamie Chadwell being Mississippi State's next coach if he's already on campus and taking visits and stuff like that. If they've made that kind of progress and he's willing to do that in the middle of a week, Mm -hmm. then I would feel pretty good about Chadwell being the next coach. But we just don't know. (laughs) I mean, I'm not very good at Photoshop, so I couldn't have done that. 
But uh, I think it's kind of weird. Some Liberty people were, were responding to that saying, why does it say Starville in your uh, location? Right. So now you have full transparency on us. We don't know. It could be real. But like you said, by the time we, this, this show airs, we could already have everything debunked. I don't know. What I do know I'll is just that say he, that I think go ahead, go ahead. I think he's the leader in the clubhouse, but always I always caution people in these coaching searches when names get really loud. Yes. Yes. Sometimes it's smokescreen. Maybe you recall uh uh Steve Sarkeesian's name very loud at one yeah. point. Uh when before right like basically, basically twenty four hours before Mike Leach was hired. Um, what I'll say though, you never really know what the timeline is. Right. This could be the end. I, I don't know. This it could be, you know, Chadwell visited, they've already been talking to him and they just want to knock it out now. I don't know. So you don't really know what the timeline is. This could be the end of the search. It could be the absolute beginning. I feel like Mississippi State has been working behind the scenes for a couple of weeks. Even though people called me and you uh have like agenda setting, et cetera, and we're making up narratives and stuff. Mm-hmm. So far, everything we've said has come true. Yes. And I believe Mississippi State has been working this behind the scenes for a couple of weeks now. I don't think this is – I don't think Zach Selman just woke up yesterday, made this decision, said, all right, time to go to work. I think he's been yeah. – I don't think that's I think he's case. been talking to people for a couple of weeks um, and trying to, to get this thing done because they want to have this done so the person can step right in get ready for the transfer portal, get everybody fired up here, and then just go to work recruiting because they've got to get a roster ready for next year. Yeah. So let's talk about this coaching search. Let's talk about some, with, it, with somebody who would know more than you and I. Well, maybe. He is Mississippi State's greatest living alumnus. Let's talk now to Ross Dellinger, Yahoo Sports. So now we welcome possibly Mississippi State's most famous living, living alumnus, Ross <laughs> of Yahoo Sports to the show. And and Ross, you know, obviously this is the time of year for you. You know, obviously the games are much bigger, the stakes are much bigger, but this is also the time mm. when coaching ch- changes are happening and staff changes are happening, and that's where you, you, you do a lot of your best writing. The, I've been asked this a couple of times. I, I was on radio earlier today with uh, with Cole Kublik, and, and he asked me this, and I want to get your thoughts. Ten games is all Zach Arnett got in in this season. One year, uh, you know, removed from from everything that's happened at Mississippi State. Did Mississippi State do the right thing by its program in in, in relieving Zach Arnett of its of his duties? Oh, obviously, you know, I'm no longer there on the ground there in Starkville, so I I don't I don't have all the information from the outside. Ten games is uh, in eleven if you count the bowl game, but it's very um, it's very small, right? Small sample size. Um, uh, that's uh, that's one of the shorter uh, tenures for a head coach that I can remember. In fact, I should go back historically and look at that. Uh, I know I wrote about it a couple couple years ago, um, but but it's probably up there with one of the shortest ever uh, in major college football history. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I, first of all, it's such a hard position to be put in that he was put in last December. Suddenly, you know, your head coach passes, uh, you've got the signing day approaching and, uh, boom at like 36, whatever, 37 years old, you're, you got your first time head coaching job. It's just like, wow. I mean, that's, that's a lot. Um, and, uh, and, you know, so, 
I don't want to say it was like, hey, set up for failure sort of thing, but it, it's, it was just going to be very difficult. You knew that it was probably going to be extraordinarily difficult. Um, and I think that once, uh, I think it was Jeremy Foley, the former uh, Florida athletic director, who said, once a decision is made, um, that decision should be executed or, or something to that effect. So if so they decided that, that must be done eventually, must done, be done there you go. There you I go. Said that I was nowhere close. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. You got it. It's funny. Cause, cause that was, uh, he, he famously said that after, yeah, after Mississippi state beat Florida and he fired Ron Zook, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's kind of that thing, right? I think if they knew, and I kind of heard after the Kentucky game that, it was probably happening, um, uh, and the decision was basically kind of made. Uh, and so, again, if the decision's made, it, you know, do it, do it then. Uh, it, it it is a short amount of time, ten games, but uh, it just for whatever reason, right, didn't work. Probably a lot of it has to do with the circumstances of how he got the job in the first place, and uh, it's kind of unfortunate. Um, but uh, you know, don't feel too sorry, right? You know, he paid three million dollars this past year, and we'll pay be paid around four, four and a half uh, to not coach uh, in mitigated buyout. So um, could be, could be positive for both parties, I guess. How is this job perceived nationally? Because the, the hot list that I'm seeing, and, and I know you love a good hot board as much as anybody, but there are some really quality candidates being listed as potential, potentially the next coach at Mississippi state. It, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of, well, they only gave this guy a year, so they're really going to have to scrounge. This is a job that it feels like people are saying this is a job people want. Well, you know, number one, it's a job in the SEC, right? Every, I mean, arguably the the country's most difficult, but also um, most powerful league in in this day and age of college athletics, a changing environment um, like it is. I think a lot of coaches want to get in one of two leagues, the SEC and the Big Ten, um, for uh, for resources, you know, money reasons, uh, fan support reasons, all that. Uh, I think that's where you just want to be. So Mississippi State certainly has that uh, going for it, and I think that's why you see some of the names out there um, that uh, might surprise you. But look, let's be honest, um, the um, – the Mississippi State job is the second, probably most difficult job in the SEC, and uh, behind Vanderbilt uh, or ahead of Vanderbilt. And I, um, I think, uh, I think that it, it's always been that way. I think Dan Mullen, and really before him, Jackie Shiro, uh, raised the bar of expectations from you know a bowl game every couple of years to a bowl game every year, and maybe even a championship type team every four or five years. Uh, and uh, and we, we you know we we haven't really seen that since Dan left. We we saw a little burst of it under Mike Leach, um, but it's it's difficult and it takes a different. I think it takes a di- very different person to win there because uh, you aren't going to have you know as good of players as those around you. Um, uh, as the as your your conference competitors, so you know Jackie, as we all know, is a little different. Uh, Dan is certainly different, and Mike was very different. So uh, I think it it does take kind of a different coach. But to get back to your original point, I, I do think it's a highly sought after job for group of five head coaches, um, for power five coordinators, um, 
And, and the biggest selling point is certainly the league you play in. So you sort of hit on something right there. Do you think State can hire a coordinator here, or do they need to go for a guy who's been a, a head coach at least at some level? Well, personally, uh, I'm always a guy who kind of thinks that you know a job, an SEC job like that, you would you would need to hire somebody who's done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, yet, Dan didn't have that background, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. He didn't at all. The two other names I mentioned, Jackie and um, and Mike, uh, very much did have that background. Years and years, decades almost, basically, of head coach experience. Um, So kind of proven that you can do either or. Um, It's a tough job, I think, for somebody, uh, for a a first-time head coach. I, I just, it just, it's tough to like break in with that job. Again, Dan did it, but, but it, it, I would, uh, I would lean towards somebody who has run, um, run his own shop, uh, before, um, you know, but, but again, um, there's some certainly qualified coordinators out there. Um, I can think of one specifically that Zach Selman, the AD at, uh, Mississippi State knows well, yeah. uh, Jeff Levy at, at Oklahoma, they spent the uh, a year. It's a pretty kind of hot name in in certain circles. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think you can do either or, um, but uh, it, it is it's it's just a tough job for your first one. And go back to the hiring of Mike Leach. I, I I don't think when when the the vacancy came open that Mike Leach was the guy Mississippi State fans thought was going to be the next head coach at Mississippi State. I would have said he that was, might have been a little unrealistic. So I want you to give me an unrealistic candidate who could end up being realistic for Mississippi State by the end of this. Mm. You know, I, uh, I I try my best not to uh, throw out, like, candidate list. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, you did it yesterday, it, it, though. I know. I know. I couldn't help my I couldn't resist. But uh, I really – but I specifically worded it – like names to ponder, you know. Yeah. I, was, I was trying to be as vague as I could. Like, wasn't Delhi's hot these too, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Please don't take these too seriously. Um, but uh, you know, among that group, I think there's one probably that people were scratching their heads, like, why would he leave that job for this one? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's Lance Leopold at at Kansas. Um, you know, I, I think uh, I think to answer your question, I think that he would be the one. Um, where uh you know you might say wait we can we can get him and maybe you can i don't know but certainly he's he's uh he's somebody that uh, would uh, would be on my list there uh for first the state job there there's a lar- a large contingent of mississippi state fans and and apparently some former players are are doing this as well and you and i've talked a little bit about this but the elephant in the room is dan mullen that that mississippi state might consider running it back with mullen if that if that decision if he would be interested if state would be interested, I guess this is kind of a two part question. Do you think Mullen would get back into coaching, and do you think Mississippi State would want to bring Dan Mullen back? Uh, you know, as far as Dan, you know, does he want to coach again? I know he loves TV. He's pretty good at TV. Um, I guess if it's the right situation, maybe. Um, you know, he kind of went out poorly with the recruiting, so. You know that that's not like a great look um, about how the recruiting kind of failed at at Florida late in his tenure. So 
I think there would be a lot of schools that would uh, look at that um, with, uh, you know, uh, uh, knowing that there might be some issues there. Um, As far as Mississippi State and and Dan Mullen, I would be pretty shocked if that happened. Um, I I just don't see it. Uh, Maybe don't see it on both sides, but certainly from one side. I do not see it. Uh, I do not see Mississippi State um, in its administration, its new administration, and its old administration. Uh, those who have been there forever and those who are new, I, I, it, it would surprise me if if they would do that. Well, in about two weeks from today, I'm going to make another prophecy like I did for Monday. And about two or three weeks from today, uh, Ross Dellinger will tweet, sources are confirming to me that Mississippi State has zeroed in on whoever, and we'll know who the next head coach will be. So looking forward to reading that tweet from you, buddy. Have a great have a great Thanksgiving, man. I'll talk to you again soon. All righty. Thanks. All right. Thanks to Ross for his time. Let's start with him throwing he throwing the 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 the, the wet blanket over Dan Mullen. And I tend to agree with him. I just don't feel that. You never mind the Brian building. I don't think Lee Hall would be in love with the idea of bringing Dan Mullen back. That makes sense. No. Yeah. The only argument that we've made is just, you know, about his ability to coach if he was the guy. And mm-hmm. like I've, I've gotten in discussion with people over Dan Mullen over what they're saying about, you know, whether or not he's a good coach or what, what like kind of diminishing what he did here. That stuff I disagree with, but he would not be my first phone call, and he's not my first choice, and he might not be top three. But I would still, myself, I would give him a call. I've just questioned whether or not Mark Keenan would be interested in it. Agreed. I don't think he is. Agreed. Chadwell, well, if, if you if you listen to Sports Talk Mississippi on uh, Tuesday, or if you follow us on Twitter at Sports Talk Miss. You saw Hey Dad's hot board. I got into the hot board business, uh, Robbie. You did? I did. My hot board was Chadwell, Sumrall, Lashley, Tom Herman, J.G. Kinney, and Willie Fritz. I've come around on Fritz. I was thinking about something today. That what, what, what would be the reaction of Mississippi State fans if Kyle Whittingham took the job? I think I think most people would be excited about excited, it. Excited, right? Well, yeah. he's sixty-four, mm-hmm. and Fritz is sixty-three. So why this guy's twenty-one and three at Tulane? I'm old enough to remember when Tulane was the school that the really bad Mississippi State teams would schedule so they could have a win. Yeah, but, I mean Tulane is not a powerhouse program. I also think in terms they should have stayed in the SEC. Uh, yeah, no doubt. I also think in terms of next, just thinking about next year, there's been some reports of Michael Pratt, the quarterback at Tulane. We might be interested in just because this is such a quarterback heavy draft class, maybe returning for one more year. Boy, if you can get him in there, I mean, that almost that really helps you in year one if he if he would be willing to transfer with his coach. So that's something to consider as well. I've come a come I've come around on Willie Fritz. I think he definitely should be considered for this job if he's interested. I think that he is a he's a target of Mississippi State as well. Yeah. That would be like my probably like my number three guy. Number three. So, so you say Chadwell two. Who do you have second? Chadwell's one. Chad, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, Chadwell. Chadwell is my top. Chadwell is my top. Number two guy. is what I'm asking you. 
Uh, Lance uh, Leipold. Lance Leipold. Okay. I, I don't. I don't think they're going to get him, but yeah. I would. He's getting a call. I would. Call he's going to get. I'm calling both the guys it, in Kansas. I'm calling Leipold yes. and Kleiman. No, no doubt. Um, I love what Jamie Chadwell's doing. I think he's still a guy that's fairly young, but he he's not he's not inexperienced. He's a very experienced coach. He's not too old. I mean, he's 45, 46. He's been coaching for a couple of decades now. And his last three stops have been, I mean, very profitable. He was at Charleston Southern. He had uh, two 10-win seasons, a couple of division uh, championships there in in the Big South. Went to Coastal Carolina, had two 11-win seasons and a nine-win season, won the conference championship. And Liberty was set up really well with Hugh Freeze, and I think he stepped into a good situation, but he's still 10-0. I mean, he's he's got to coach those games. And the offense is different, and he came in, and he's just smoking everybody in the Conference USA. So he's a proven winner. I mean, any of these guys are going to be a little bit of a risk because they haven't coached in this league. And I think – He's a risk in the sense that he has not recruited this kind of talent that he's going to have to recruit. He hasn't had to go head-to-head with, um, you know, a lot of these teams in the SEC and win recruiting battles. So, I mean, the recruiting piece is definitely a wait and see. Any Anytime you go from a group of five school to the power five, it's, it's a little – sometimes it can be a little tougher to recruit – but I think he's a guy that he has an exciting offense to sell, mm-hmm. a very different offense. It's not super conventional. It's a little different, but it's it, it's I like it. You know, there's a lot yeah. to like about it. Um, so I, I like him a lot. He's he's just a winner. You know, everywhere he's been, uh, he's won, with the exception of that season uh, at Delta State, but. You know, for the mo- most part, he has won everywhere he's been. And I think the, the biggest takeaway that we're seeing with these coaches that appear to be on Mississippi State's radar is they're winners. The guys that, that Zach Selman is going after, he, he mentioned it yesterday. I can't remember if – I think you might have asked the question about, um, you know, I, I don't – I can't remember if you said what he was looking for in a coach or whatever, but he was talking about he's – Winning identified traits. there you go he's oh you said um can you lean on your college football days or right. something so he talked about how he's been around winning coaches and he he kind of knows what it looks like yeah he can look a guy in the eye or he can watch him coach and he knows what a winner looks like yeah and so far you know based on what i've heard the guys that he's targeting mm-hmm. a willie taggart a jamie chadwell a whoa, Lance whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. I Willie will Fritz. come through this computer and choke. Willie Fritz. Calm down. Calm down, everybody. Stand um, down. Stand down. DEFCON 2. Uh, Willie Fritz, My Jamie God, Chadwell. Man, trying and, to give everybody a heart attack. Um, I'm sorry. Those guys are winners, man. Yeah, and no. it, it's going to be a step up, but uh, I, you know, I think what they're looking for is a guy that can run a program well and that can win football games. And at the end of the day, you can't be upset about that. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you 100%. You know, 
that's why I like climbing. I mean, just a winner. The guy's got got more wins than, than anybody. I mean, from a winning percentage standpoint, he's been incredible. So we'll see. We'll see where it all turns. This is only this is only day three, guys. We're day four. We got a, we got a long way to go before we get to the end. But my God, Robbie, just kill everybody. Just everybody's gonna keel over. Willie Taggart. I mean, I changed it and I changed it in a matter of seconds. In that second, in those seconds, three MSU fans fell over dead. Yeah. What happened? He's he heard Willie Taggart was going to be the new head coach. Oh my God! Well, uh, I think it'll be fine. On your hands, so I'll just go ahead and tell you. Everything's going to be fine. Is it? Calm I mean, down. I, if you spoke that into existence somehow, if we're at a press conference in a few weeks and they're announcing Willie Taggart, I'm gonna fight. I'll you. just. I will fight. I'll you. simply just. I'll simply just quit. I'll go work yeah, just, somewhere else. You go somewhere else at that point. All right. Let's move into the rest of the show. It's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. We want to remind that beef, it is what's for dinner. Whatever you're cooking this weekend, it needs to be beef. You know, this is the weekend before Thanksgiving. Some of you might want to take, if you want to like, hey, look, I got to cook a lot next weekend. You know, Thursday, Friday, whenever you're doing Thanksgiving. Let me take it easy this weekend. It doesn't get a whole lot easier than just firing up the grill and putting a couple of steaks on there. I mean, you can have dinner ready in less than 30 minutes. Get the fire hot, sizzle. 90 seconds, whatever, flip it over, you're good to go. That, that's done. That's dinner. I just, I just, that's dinner right there. Right there. And it makes it easy for yourself. So if you're looking for tailgating recipes, msbeef.org has them. And don't forget, you're still voting for our favorite steakhouses and hamburger restaurants here in the state of Mississippi. Go to the Facebook page for the Mississippi Beef Council. Cast your vote there. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you're looking for. Apparently, it is a Photoshop, by the way. So, Boo. Stand down. Stand down. Stand down, everybody. Stand down. Uh, but that being said, it's not, it's not fake the great food at Two Brothers. How about that? I segued it nicely. So, enjoy yourself with a trip to Two Brothers. Enjoy yourself with a, a, a fantastic meal. Enjoy yourself with great people and great service and a great atmosphere. When you're having a, when you're in Starkville, if you're not going to Two Brothers, eh, you didn't really come to Starkville. Head over to Two Brothers, Smoked Meats, and don't forget, they are also a Bulldog Initiative business. Great products, great service. Every business likes to promise it to you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. They've been doing that now for 49 years. Nearly a half century of taking care of their customers. Folks, when you need technology for your business, your first call needs to be Advantage Business Systems. And then if something goes wrong, and guys, with these kind of machines, something will. But when that happens, you just call them back, and they take care of it for you. And you don't have to worry about it. And a lot of times, they can fix your problem the exact same day. Give them a call today and find out what 49 years of experience does for you. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems would help your business do business the rogue and the collegiate collection at the rogue it's the best around they've got the polos and the quarter zips you're looking for they've got the logos you want great styles great name brands and the service you expect from one of the south's top men's clothing stores if you haven't seen them already you're missing out they will make a great gift for the bulldog fan in your life shop at the rogue in jackson or online at the rogue.com don't live the three-stripe life shop at the rogue my good friend Luke Johnson, he'll be in Starkville this weekend covering the game for Southern Mississippi, and I got a chance to catch up with him a little earlier today 
talk about Mississippi State and Southern Miss. So joining us now, former Golden Eagle punter, now the host of the Eagle Hour on Super Talk. Uh, what, what is it, Super Talk Laurel? Super Talk Laurel, Super Talk Hattiesburg, Super Talk Southwest. There's a few more in there as well. You're just all over the place. Luke Johnson, good to talk to you, man. Good to talk to you, man. There's a, a football game going on this week. You and I have um, significant, what do we call it, culinary interest in Where's this game? The wager? I, I, first off, I'm just surprised you're allowed to wager. You are a man of the cloth. You are, you're not allowed. How, how did you get, how, did you find a, a back door or something on this, on this bet? It, what it is, it's a friendly gesture that um, I have. I'll, if your team wins, I will buy you a meal. And if my team wins, you will buy me a meal. We'll I mean, enjoy that's fellowship. A, I believe that's the term. There we go. We'll right. we'll, we'll hang out. And uh, rather than the breaking of the bread, it will be the uh, crunching of uh, the French fries and the sipping of the milkshakes. Yes. Well, uh, hopefully. That's, that's, that's my edge of the bet. So. This is a game that if you we talked about it in August, I would have said, yeah, I think State's going to be coming in here on, on a bit of a winning streak and playing some good football. And I think Southern Miss will be right in the mix of the Sun Belt uh, competition. And boy, I was way off on that. Neither one of these teams have played a, a, a season that to be, to be remembered. Uh, obviously, Mississippi State now with an interim head coach. But I will say this for Southern Mississippi. They have some momentum right now. They're playing good football. And it kind of started with a coaching change as well. Is that what you attribute this recent good streak of football to Southern Miss to, the, the changes that Will Hall made on his staff? Yeah, I mean, he, he basically, you know, unseated himself as the play caller, put Jordy Joseph, Sam Gregg there. But, I mean, if you look at throughout the season, this team has been been close. I think what's been frustrating to people is you said, you know, in year three, you should be able to win these close games. And, I mean, here, here's the truth of it. In the Sun Belt, it is James Madison by himself. Troy is right underneath that. And then everybody else is kind of, whether you get Jekyll or Hyde or the best team or the average version of that team uh, on Saturday. And, unfortunately, you know, in about four conference games, Southern Miss made a few bad plays at, at the wrong time. And, you know, you, you look back at like a couple weeks ago, you know, with Old Dominion, you're inside the 10-yard line three times and you, you don't score. And that's one thing they've been able to do the last several weeks uh, since the App State game is when they get in situations to score, they've been able to cash in. And, and I think it's it's been better on Will. He's been able to actually, you know, be a, foot, uh, a head football coach rather than just an offensive coordinator. Where do you rank Frank Gore among the all-time Golden Eagles? Frank Gore Jr., I should say. A lot of people don't realize, you know, off the field, it was in 2020 where he just kind of stood up as a true freshman and made an announcement in the locker room and just said, hey, guys, I'm not going anywhere. And, you know, they didn't do very well in 21, but at least there were people that stayed behind. And, of course, what he did the bowl game last year allowed him to have that. You know, what he did off the field is very important. What he's done on the field, third all time, um, he's definitely – right up there with, with uh, Damian Fletcher and Edo Smith are the, the only two guys that are ahead of him. And I think people will go down and in and, and, and this portal NIL um, landscape, especially when your last name's Gore, people will remember him for the loyalty that he showed Southern Miss. Quarterback play coming into this season was, was the number one concern. And, and you know, you, you, were, you look at USM and you thought, gosh, if they can just get some quarterback play, this is a team that could really take off. And and they've had you know real quarterbacks playing as opposed to the super back this this past year, but it just hasn't been consistent throughout the year. Do you feel like now towards the end of the season you're finally getting some consistent play at the quarterback position? 
Well, it took them, you know, a while to kind of figure out who they wanted to play at the offensive line because the guys that they had up front, it just that that mix wasn't working very well. And Billy Wiles was throwing off his his back foot and uh, you know unable to, to to do a lot. And you know when they decided to play Ethan Crawford, uh, all of this too, the offensive output, you know, they three ninety last week, four forty four the week, four five eighty eight against App. Uh, Ethan Crawford was included in that game plan, and so in some ways. Defenses can't just pin their ears back, you know, and come after Wiles. Because of Crawford in the game plan and because of what they've shown offensively, attacking deep and attacking the sides of the field, when you, when Wiles was in there, I mean, if if you if Frank Gore wasn't getting anything up the middle, I mean, they were just they were just going to come back and, and blitz the fire out of out of Wiles and really didn't give him a chance. And so, yeah, I, I think it's uh it, it has been uh, the supplement of Crawford, and we can talk more about that. Who knows what they're going to do this week because because he's out of games to play. But I think it's taken a little pressure off Billy Wiles. And uh, he's been he, – very last week before he had a little hand injury, he was extremely effective in the first half against Louisiana. I think one of the, the, the cliches that gets thrown around when Mississippi State plays Southern Mississippi is, well, it's their Super Bowl, right? Ole Miss fans like to say it about the Egg Bowl, and, and it's, it's not true there. In a season, though, for, for, for Southern Miss where the, the, the conference championship is not a, a real thing, is this the Super Bowl for Southern Miss? Do they do they come into Starkville with, with that real chip on their shoulder of, you know, this is the other school in Mississippi? At least they play us, I guess. But <laughs> I, I, that's a story for another day. That's a, that's a whole different podcast there. But how, what's the mental state of the Southern Miss team coming to Starkville Saturday? I mean, and I'll just comment on that quickly. I mean, Southern Miss fans greatly respect the Mississippi State Athletic Department for playing us now. This is, what, the fourth time in the last 10 years? Yeah. I mean, that's that's like it, what it was. And I think a lot of people respect it, Starkville administration, you know, for that, the Mississippi State Athletic Department for that. At the same time, I wouldn't call it Super Bowl. I call it, I call it a bowl game, absolutely. And with Southern Miss, I mean, you know, you're looking at you get to play Mississippi State, and then you get to turn around and play the second-best team in the conference. I mean, man, it's like – it, it's like two really, really, really good bowl game opportunities and bowl game fields um, for Southern Miss. So, yeah, Will said yesterday uh, on the Eagle Hour um, that th- that's almost how they're approaching it. He didn't use that exact terminology, but, you know, he said they're going to put everything, you know, um, into this game for the, for the simple reason. It matters, and I think Southern Miss fans uh, see that as well. Uh, a, a win um, in Starkville for the Golden Eagles, um, would completely flip on its head everything they feel about this season. But this game has important, you know, recruiting aspects and and uh, as well as not just, you know, with, with Mississippi State, but, I mean, now the, all the regional, you know, schools that, that Southern Miss has to compete with. So, yeah, surely. I mean, this is, this is a huge bowl game approach uh, for Southern Miss. Bowl game, not in the sense you're just happy to be there, but like Jeff Bauer said, we just didn't go to bowl games to get gifts like we went to win. I'm just trying, you know, Welcome to fabulous Stark Vegas, I guess, right? Yeah, it's, it's a destination for for Southern Mississippi th- this weekend. Um, when I when I think about this game, you know, I made the comment back in the in the summer when we were we did a segment on Sports Talk where we ranked the teams on the schedule and how difficult they were. I, I said this was State's third easiest game of the year. Um, obviously, right now, I'll be honest with you, my confidence level is not that high. I, I State has not played good football over the past few weeks. Uh, they've only scored 26 offensive points in the last four games, which is just futility at, at its best. And Southern Miss comes in with some some real momentum. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying this just because you're on the on the show with me here, Luke. There's a real chance Southern Miss gets out with a, with a win this weekend, isn't there? 
Well, I mean, I, I think any objective football fan would say, you know, the Jimmys and the Joes, uh, there's a reason why, uh, you know, there's, there's a Power 5 team and a Power 5 roster. And objectively speaking, you know, those are guys that get recruited at, at, a, at a higher level. At the same time, Southern Miss has a lot of guys that, that you know, came from SEC schools. But I do think that Southern Miss has, has confidence. And as a former player, that's really all you need, man. Like, all you need is the dudes. And it's not cliche. It's, it's like actual fact. Like, and you played high school football. You know it, dude. When, when, when nobody else believes in you and you believe in yourself and you look around, a bunch of dudes believe in you, um, I think that's one aspect of it. The other part is the interim change at Mississippi State could either continue the downslide or – uh, the interim head coach and his staff, they can light a fire that this team hasn't had, you know, uh, in the middle part of the season. So from a Southern Miss perspective, you know, I, I, I said this to somebody yesterday, I said, this is the most to-the-top thing ever. Like, you know, the fact that that State uh, has a change in leadership, you know, that could, could cause them to play their best football at the end of the season when we would have an opportunity maybe to slip up and get that. But uh, I, I think there's just – the long and short of it is, man, there is just so many, like, unknowns in this game. On the Southern Miss side – I do think they will be uh, extremely motivated, and uh, and and this could be uh, as far as preparation. You got to go out there and perform it. But I mean, some of their best preparation, you know, of, of the year going into this game, at least from an effort perspective. Only got about a minute left, Luke. On the podcast every Friday, we do an X factor, a guy who's not necessarily going to be the offensive or defensive player of the game, but somebody you could see making a big play that changes the course of this game. Who would that be for Southern Miss? But I'll just hit at it because we didn't get the chance to talk about it. It's going to be whether or not Ethan, Ethan Crawford plays in the game. He, he, he uh, played his last game, uh, was his fourth game against Louisiana. He drove them down at the end of the game and tied the ball game and, and led them in the in the overtime. It's just going to be whether or not Will Hall is going to burn Ethan Crawford's red shirt or not. Um, and, and that's what we're facing. Um, so I think that Crawford, he could start uh, if even if he doesn't start. He will be uh, used a lot in the offensive game plan and uh, at least uh, in a decoy, but with his arms and his legs. And if he plays, he will be the X factor if Southern Miss uh, were, were, were to pull it out. We'll see what happens on Saturday. Great to have this in-state rivalry back up and running here in Starkville and then in Hattiesburg. Uh, I think two years from now, 2025, State makes the trip back down to the Rock uh, for, for a rematch. Luke Johnson from the Eagle Hour, Super Talk Mississippi, man. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. Robbie, it's it's okay that I'm a little I'm a little 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 wary here. Are are you a little wary here? A little, little, little wary. I'm fine. You're fine. You're 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 you're, you're sure. I'm good. What was wrong? I'm just I'm just talking about this game Saturday. I'm a little wary. Are you are you a little concerned? I'm a little concerned. Really? I got a little concerned. You watch this team play football. I think they're going to be ready to play. I sat through Maine. You did. I did too. I mean, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just, I, I think state's going to win, but, you know, four months ago, I'd have been like, this day state might win by 40. Now I would take winning by one. I mean, I've, I figure Southern Miss, like, is real confident coming into this game. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't, I don't think. Like, I think State's going to be too talented, and I think they're going to be – they're going to have a little more juice in them this week. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like they're going to be prepared for this and excited. Because you got a chance – I mean, if you if you win this game, 
you know people are going to start getting confident about next week. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of opportunity there if you win that game. Yeah. No, Get no to a bowl way. game, even in the midst of all this. Yeah. You got a new coach coming in. We'll see. We'll see. I'll, we'll talk more about this, obviously, this on tomorrow's time. podcast when we do our three Ps for Mississippi State and Southern Mississippi. <laughs> all right, guys, that's what we're going to do tomorrow. So we'll talk to you then. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.